Imagine that you've signed up for your first ever marathon. You've practiced, you've prepared, but the night before you're starting to feel anxious. What if you're not going to sleep before your big race? The hours are ticking forward. You're getting more anxious, more panicky, and you decide to Google this, to search online, to go on Reddit. This is exactly what happened to a member of our community, Liz, and she shared what she found during a night of marathon googling and surprisingly she actually found a really really nice article that she, she, she suggested we review here in herd online which we'll do and there's some really really interesting uh, uh insights there that i think will be particularly helpful if you're somebody into running or exercise but for anyone really there's some very generalizable insight there but before we look at the article in today's herd online episode let's look at the original email from Liz that came in a few days ago. Liz said, hi, Daniel. I wanted to send you an article I thought could be interesting for a Heard Online episode related to running a race on little or no sleep. I found the article the other weekend when I couldn't sleep before my first road marathon and couldn't help but do some middle-of-the-night Googling, smiley. I found reading about lack of sleep before a race fascinating. It made me feel so much better about things and amazed at what the human body can do. Then I found some Reddit threads where others were asking if they should bother still racing when they couldn't sleep the night before, worrying that the race would be ruined, etc. The responses were so positive and so supportive. It really made it seem like it is a common issue, insomnia or not, and it was so nice to see people encouraging others that they would not only get through it, but could still have a great race day. There was even a comment about how the men's marathon world record holder said in an interview that he had trouble sleeping the night before taking down that record. So this was uh, the not the entire email actually from Liz because we're we're actually gonna read the the uh, the last part of this and see how things went for Liz. Liz will share with us how her uh, road marathon went. Uh, and as we um, head over to the article she found that she is suggesting for today's heard online. Uh, th th this just reminded me so much of Karsten Warholm, the men's 400-meter uh, hurdle world championship, championship holder. He broke that world record in the, in the most recent um, uh, Summer Olympics. And uh, similarly, he had a um, sleepless night the night before taking down that, that record in a major way. In fact, this, the runner-up, the person who finished in second place, who also broke the world record, but not by as much as Karsten Warholm, also had a sleepless night the night before. So you can see there's kind of a theme here. In fact, that theme carries over into the beginning of this article by Coach Jeff titled, Will a bad night sleep before a race affect performance? So I'm actually going to skip that because <laughs> the first stretch is the same story. Uh, Coach Jeff says that uh, in his first conference championship uh, in college, you know, he was he was nervous, and then his coaches told him, "I've same thing has happened to me. I didn't sleep before a race, and I went fine." And then Coach Jeff, who wrote the article, also did fine. But he's wondering, okay, is there any kind of scientific back? What's this, what does literature say about this? So this takes us to uh, this part of the study uh, or the the article here, where the headline is, "Are you sure a lack of sleep won't affect me physiologically?" And Coach Jeff writes, a 2007 review paper, and review paper, by the way, is as the name suggests when somebody says, let's take a look at the literature on this topic and kind of summarize everything that's been said on this topic. So in 2007, Thomas Riley and Ben Edwards at the Research Institute for Sport and Exercise Sciences 
they reviewed this topic. They sifted through a variety of studies on the impact of sleep and performance. The data they collected from a myriad of studies suggests that while mental cognition was lessened, physiological markers of endurance performance were surprisingly stable, even after a few days' worth of poor sleep. Riley and Edwards were able to demonstrate that leg strength, fatigue resistance, and oxygen demand at various speeds on a treadmill were all unaffected by night of poor sleep. Uh, so um, I, I took a look at this review article, and I couldn't read the whole thing, but everything was very much aligned with what Koshef said here. And now, you know, now we get to the part that I thought was really, really interesting and, and generalizable as well. Uh, they, they, they took a close look at a particular study. Let, let's read this. In one study, Dutch researchers had 10 men do all-out 20-minute cycling time trials. The control group was allowed to sleep as normal, while the other group arrived at the research lab at 11 p.m. and were not allowed to sleep until they had completed the time trial at 1 p.m. the following afternoon, so no sleep at all. The control group covered an average of 7.68 kilometers during the 20-minute cycling time trial. Surprisingly, the no-sleep no group performed almost exactly the same. They covered an average of 7.62 kilometers, and physiological measurements, including average heart rate, were also nearly identical. So in these two groups, sleep or no sleep, they were able to bike just as far. Now comes the question, why does it feel harder on no sleep? And I th this, this became really interesting to me. Uh, two things. Firstly, Riley and Everest reviewed um, that uh, noted that subjects rated their perceived efforts higher when sleep deprived. And the, the authors of that review article, Riley and Edwards, suggested that this may be because the brain and nervous system are biological structures that need sleep the most, while your heart, lungs, and legs are ready to go full tilt even when sleep deprived. In other words, they're saying that the heart is always kind of pumping. It doesn't, there's no big difference between sleep or wake versus there's a, there's a bigger difference in the brain versus, uh, you know, sleep and um, no sleep. But I will argue that I think there's truth there, but maybe not in this, the exact same that the authors uh, intended. And we'll get to that in a second. But let's 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 read a really interesting part here. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll jump in here where it says, but here's the kicker. This is demonstrated quite nicely in the above mentioned study on Dutch cyclists. Remember the one where 10 cyclists were either sleep deprived or not sleep deprived and they biked for 20 minutes. The researchers also had both groups estimate how far they had ridden during the time trial. The control group guessed 7.26 kilometers, pretty close to their actual output. However, the sleepless group estimated only 6.5 kilometers, almost a full kilometer short. In other words, what they found was that uh, the group that had slept like they typically do, they thought they had done quite well. The, the sleep-deprived group, they thought they hadn't done that well. In other words, the, um, the narrative, the storyline, the perception of how well we perform when we sleep less changes. How we actually perform doesn't change very much, and uh, if at all. And you know, this is this is I think very pertinent when it comes to like physical activity and physical output and performance, etc. But we see the same. Uh, you know, we have, we have, done, have seen the same in Heard Online episodes and also anecdotally uh, that it, this applies also to um, performance when it comes to 
the mental acuity, mental, uh, you know, a mental sharpness, if you will. Uh, you know, people have sleepless nights and do spectacularly well on their entrance exams to, to medical school or something like that. We've seen that surgeons have no higher complication rates, whether they were sleep deprived or not in performing surgery requires not only you know, physical output, but, but their mental sharpness too. But it's interesting again to note that when we think, uh, you know, I didn't sleep well, I, I didn't do well, or when we think like, when we have this perception, the narrative becomes that I'm not, I'm not doing well, then, you know, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here, what I'm trying to say is that when our, our narrative is really what matters, like our actual output doesn't really matter. And so uh, it is not as affected by the sleep as we may think it is. That's kind of <laughs> what I'm trying to say here. But now with all this said, yeah, you know, you may be wondering what happened to Liz? You know, she had signed up for this marathon. She was nervous. She didn't sleep much. She found all this information online. But how did things actually go for her? Let us jump back and find out. Liz says the following. I ended up getting maybe two hours the night before my race. And I really actually didn't feel like it affected me either. It was another cool way to show my brain that not getting enough sleep sometimes is not a disaster. And I can do something physically and mentally challenging like run a marathon after in other words uh, you know uh, maybe looking a little bit different to the study uh, liz didn't even feel like it affected her like and and i to me as opposed to those people in that that, that study liz actually had she was educated she knew that she could do well even without sleep and she had support from others she knew this was nothing stranger or unusual going on and we when we had that education we know that this is not unusual, nothing strange, nothing remarkable happening, something very typical and ordinary, I'll be fine, then our narrative is, you know, a neutral one. It isn't that narrative of like, oh, no, this happened, you know, that kind of doom and gloom narrative that can happen when we're not so educated. So again, the pers our, our, our perspective changes when we're educated, like Liz was here. And finally, this says, my insomnia journey started about five months ago, and I've come such a long way thanks to your resources and getting to talk to Alina in the Bedtime app. Just wanted to say thank you for everything. Uh, thank you so very much, um, Liz, for sharing this with us. So glad you got to do this road marathon and, and that it, it went well. And um, for everyone out there who tuned in here, what are your thoughts? Have you had a similar experience, a different experience? Any thoughts, uh, please share them in the comment section. And with that, we will wrap up for today. Oh, no um, no live Q&A tomorrow. It happens to be my birthday, so um, I'll have something else planned than answering questions for tomorrow. But we'll be back real soon uh, with more content. So I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.